Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC. Hornets snap a long preseason losing streak with a 117-115 victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll break it down, give you our stars of the game. Also, we're going to talk about the uh, a couple of national publications looks at either the Eastern Conference or NBA players as a whole. We'll be looking at one from NBA.com, one from ESPN, giving our takes on it and letting you know where the Hornets stack up or don't stack up on both of those lists. Helping me out on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo here at long last on a winning edition of the HHC. Rob, Hornets in the win column. Hallelujah. Finally happy to have a winning edition of the HHC. Got really sick of those silver linings if we didn't get sick of them enough last year, but the extra couple here in the preseason certainly didn't help. So just happy to be on a winning edition for once. Yeah, at least the, the silver linings before the focus of the game where we were focused on the silver linings, or you were, I should say, uh, that was the important part of the preseason games where the Hornets were outperforming. That remained the same here in this one over the Thunder, uh, yet the Hornets still got across the finish line with the victory. Basically, the long and short of it, Oklahoma City rested everyone that an outsider who was not coming just to watch the Hornets might have wanted to come and see. They rested Chet Holmgren, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, all of the big-name players from the last couple of years that have emerged as you know top rookies in whatever class they were and the one who might have a chance at Rookie of the Year this year, Chet Holmgren, all of them sat for the Thunder. Hornets starters really thrived in this one, dominating in the plus-minus. Starters across the board, everyone a plus-nine or better. LaMelo Ball, top of the charts, he was a plus-21 with 16 points, six rebounds, and six assists. But at the end of the day, it did come down to the final couple of moments. Some tough defensive possessions for the Hornets, a little bit of a break with a missed 
lay-in attempt by the Thunder in the waning seconds, and Charlotte escapes with the 117-115 to victory. That, that's the long and short of it. I, I think the main thing, though, remains the main thing, and that is the Hornets starters continue to dominate whatever opposition it is out there. Yeah, this is a Thunder team that didn't really have their normal guys that you would expect them to compete with on a nightly basis, but they're still NBA players. The same story was also true for Washington and for Miami in terms of how the starters performed for the Hornets. So this is three in a row. I think this is a clear sign that Charlotte's got something here with this main group. And I talked to you about that at halftime on the broadcast yesterday was if it happens once, great. Happens twice. Maybe it's a coincidence. Third time, now you got a pattern. Now you got something there. Now there's a little bit of a trend. So certainly good to see those guys just being able to have some continuity for once. Because again, I said this, I think, on another post game podcast a couple of games ago is that we haven't seen that from the starters in quite some time going back to last year where. Nobody was healthy, quite frankly, at the same time. So you never got that continuity. You never got that chemistry. It just feels like last season was just such a lost season from a multitude of angles, especially now that we're finally able to turn the corner and really focus on this year. You just kind of go back to last year a little bit, and you think a little bit of what could have been. But if last year didn't happen, then you probably don't yield a player like a guy like Brandon Miller, who's just been phenomenal through the first three preseasons. So everything kind of happens for a reason in that sense, not to get too philosophical. But yeah, just the fact that we've seen the starting crew accumulate these minutes and log this time together, have a healthy preseason, have a healthy training camp, those sorts of things. Almost at a loss for words, just so nice to see that after the season that we had last year where there was just nobody healthy all the time. So it's almost like I know that the bar is basically on the floor after last year in terms of the health and just seeing everybody play together at the same time. But Man, it's just really, really invigorating to see that all come together here the first couple games. Well, and I'm sure there's some fans who maybe have not tuned in to each and every moment of preseason basketball for the Hornets. And, and shame on them. Well, don't want to be too harsh, but yes, shame on them. Uh, and it, you might look at Brandon Miller's stats after listening to this podcast and say, wait a second, he's averaging eight and a half points per game. He is one for 10 from three. That doesn't sound like phenomenal, but it's how he fits into the game, how he approaches everything. You look at the shooting percentages, they're north of 40% from the floor. He's two for two from the foul line. He's rebounding well. He's distributing well. He's low turnover and getting lower with each and every game despite the minutes going up. This is a guy who just, he knows what his role in is. And it, it's not necessarily going to compare one to one with what we expect to see from Victor Wembanyama, who doesn't have a lot of impediments to him getting a lot of shots. It's not going to compare one to one with Paolo Bancaro, who whenever the magic collides with any team last year, he, he got the lion's share of the shots. That's not going to be Brandon Miller's role on the team. He's maybe more akin to a Jason Tatum when he was a rookie, joining a squad that has some guys that are established players in this league have established roles and his job is to fit in and excel with what he's asked to do and that's what Brandon Miller has done now through three preseason games I don't want to steal any more of your thunder because he could very well be your pick for star of the game let's pick our stars Rob Longo you select first yeah you kind of put some words in my mouth but I'll certainly take it I got to take Brandon Miller as my top performer after last night's game Rozier hit ahead pass it's Miller rising up oh he fakes the dunk and then rolls it in with the right hand what a pretty finish from the rookie Brandon Miller elevated above the cylinder and then just casually rolled it for an underhand finger roll and looked to his bench said yep that's what I can do
And you described it perfectly there, Sam. I thought for sure he was going to try the yam one down, coming down the left side of the lane, but at the last second, might have gotten stuck by the rim a little bit if he was able to throw it down or at least attempt to throw it down, but he converted to that finger roll like you mentioned and just so fluid and so smooth with it. Just looks like a natural-born scorer out there, and that's what I love about him. That's why he's my top performer. Yeah, there were everybody else had better games. Yeah, he was the only starter that did not score in double figures. But again, 4 of 8 shooting. He did go 0 for 2 beyond the arc, but if he goes 1 for 3, then we're talking about a completely different landscape in the sense of the 3-point shooting. And again, he's a rookie. That 3-point line, when you get out there, it is a far ways away that more than you think. And I know that they moved the college line back and still doesn't equate to what the NBA line is, that's for certain. So I know he's had all summer to work on that, but it's just going to come in time. He's going to get those open looks sooner rather than later. Seven rebounds, one assist. That was a dazzler to Mark Williams down low on an alley-oop. That was a great play as well. I just love how he fits in, and this is the second time we've seen him start a game because of Gordon Hayward being day-to-day, just being very precautionary with that foot discomfort. Coach Clifford talked yesterday before the game about how he's hoping to have him back for Thursday against Boston, but he just seems so seamless there, and that's what you want. I understand he's the number two pick. You pick him there for a reason. He's supposed to have those lofty expectations, but he just looks so fluid out there. If you would have put those guys out there and I would have had no idea how long they've been playing in the league, I thought he'd be in maybe year two, year three. He doesn't look like a rookie out there, and that's what you want. Yeah, he fits in very well, and there's the spectacular, like the dunk that was taken away in Washington on the charge or that finger roll that we saw here yesterday at Spectrum Center against the Thunder. But there's all the things that are not the exceptional. They're just the norm that rookies tend to struggle with. It. They end up being high turnover. They end up shooting the ball way too much and having terrible percentages. And even though Brandon Miller's one for ten from three, like you said, two of those shots go down or one of those shots go down. It looks a lot different in terms of his averages, but he's just very efficient out there and he's very sound with his decision making and some things just come easy he was the team's leading rebounder with seven I don't remember any of them seeming that hard and some are in traffic and some he's reaching over guys but he's just he's 6'9 he's able to naturally get those things so I like the pick although I think you're being nice and just leaving the obvious guy for me because one guy totally showed out here it's PJ Washington let's lead back to nine PJ fires a three rip the net cord P.J. Washington, yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot. That is his fifth of the game. 27 for P.J. Washington. P.J. was hot at the start. He was hot at the end of his night. He ends up with 31 points. He scores 11 in the first quarter, three made threes. Nine in the second quarter, knocked down another triple. And then in the third quarter, his last of the night, finishes with 11 points, one three. Never went to the free throw line, five for eight from distance, 13 of 18 from the floor. Spectacular, spectacular game. Uh, If he is playing the Thunder, start him in every fantasy league you can because he is just nails against them. Career-high 43 against the Thunder last season, and he comes up with 31 here last night against Oklahoma City. A great, great individual effort, and this is the strength, I think, of this starting group, and I would throw in Gordon Hayward to this unit as well because he, he can be mixed and matched with a couple of guys, but you look at these players, and they all have their roles to play, but there's three, four, I'd say five, Five, six guys who could easily go for either a big-time 20-point, 10-rebound double-double or post 30 on the board. They have that kind of explosiveness, and when you have that many weapons playing together, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense, gives a lot of people one-on-one matchups that either they can take advantage of or just open shots from people doubling someone else that they're going to be able to knock down. And we didn't even talk about LaMelo Ball. He finishes with 16 points. 
in 24 minutes, six rebounds, six assists. He started off the game very slow. His first bucket wasn't until the 221 mark of the first quarter. He, again, he only attempted two shots there in the first quarter, so it wasn't like he was taking a high volume or anything. He had 14-5-4 and four at halftime, so he just was able to flip the switch going into the second quarter. So that just kind of shows you the scoring prowess and the depth that this starting five has that any given night, if you gave me these guys up here that are on the starting five, I would say, yeah, they can they can go for 15, they can go for 20, no problem. And that includes a guy like Mark Williams that had 11 points yesterday, and he was 3 of 4 from the field and 5 or 9 from the free throw line. So he could have easily had 15 or 20 if he converted on more free throws. So it doesn't surprise me in the least bit that these guys are able to pop off. And again, something about P.J. playing Oklahoma City just has to flip the switch on him. One more thing here on LaMelo Ball, who I'm glad you brought up. Pre-game, I saw this stat, and I put it out on social media, and I mentioned on the pre-game show, LaMelo Ball, so far this preseason, coming into last night, was a plus 33 in terms of plus-minus in 37 minutes on the floor. Basically amounted to, for every minute LaMelo Ball is playing, Charlotte's gaining nine-tenths of a point against whoever the opposition. That That's a ridiculous margin. You're not supposed you're supposed to win, like, segments, like four-minute or six-minute segments of the game by a point or two. That's impact. To do it every single minute is crazy. Last night, he ends up finishing the game with, I want to make sure I get it exactly right, plus 21 in the plus-minus, 24 minutes. So now over three preseason games, he's played 61 minutes. He's plus 54. It's .88. He's hit the exact same impact each and every night. That is a clear signal that this isn't just a stats guy. It's not just a highlight guy. He is impacting winning, and that is huge here for the Hornets. I know we've gone over. We have an honorable mention to mention here, and we're going to do that in our next segment. We'll roll along. We'll finish up the win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as talk about the Eastern Conference as a whole. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. The Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Hornets defeating the Thunder last night, 117 to 115. Rob, we gave our stars of the game. You went with Brandon Miller. I said PJ Washington, the leading scorer with 31 points. We're both very impressed once again by LaMelo Ball, who just dominates play. He is impacting winning and then some for the Hornets. But there was one guy who deserves an honorable mention. Neither of us mentioned, but. Head coach Steve Clifford did in his postgame commentary. Frank was, well, he was six assists, no turnovers, and he's our best defender. Um, I mean, his team defense is very good. His individual pick-and-roll defense is, I would dare say, there's not many guys in this league better than him. You know, um, he can guard, you know, primary scorers, and there are not many guys who can do that. So you get that type of defense with you know, six assists, uh, no turnovers, then obviously, I mean, he's helping you. Head coach Steve Clifford, they're talking about Frank Nilikina, the new point guard added to the Hornets roster. It was thought coming into training camp that he's trying to earn a spot, maybe on the roster as a whole, let alone in the rotation. Seems pretty clear. Head coach Steve Clifford has ideas for how he wants to use Frank. Uh, he's someone who offensively has not posted eye-popping numbers over the course of his career, but he's got crazy length as a guard. He is a very good defensive player by reputation, and head coach Steve Clifford just said he's one of the better, not just on this team, but in the entire NBA. So he brings a very unique skill set here to this squad, and we were asking questions, who's going to fill that Dennis Smith Jr. role, maybe just more so on the defensive end than anything else? I think head coach Steve Clifford gave us our answer. Well, and we kind of drew that comparison when the signing was announced of Frank Nielakino where maybe this is a opportunity for a guy to step in kind of in a similar role that Dennis Smith Jr. had. And let's be honest, Dennis Smith Jr. won the Hornets a couple of games last year. You go back to that Golden State game early in the season where he just completely locked down Steph Curry and made it a very difficult three-point shot attempt for him to tie the game or win the game. I don't remember what exactly the score was, but the game was on the line and Dennis Smith Jr. was able to force a miss out of one of the best shooters in the history of the game. And you go back to a couple of other games where just his tenacity on defense was able to translate to the rest of the team. You go back to that series that they had against Dallas where they played him two games in a row in March and he was just kind of like a Dennis Smith Jr. revenge tour more or less against his former team. So Frank Nielakina certainly has that ability and the fact that he's a little bit bigger than Dennis Smith Jr. certainly doesn't help. You provide a lot more length out there. I mean, if you put a guy, if you put a second unit out there like Frank Nielakina, maybe you play Brandon Miller at the two just to do it. You put JT Thor out there and you got Mark Williams or Nick Richards. I mean, like, is there going to be any inch of the front court that is not covered on defense for the opposing team? Because, I mean, if everybody puts their arms out and everybody has their hands up, I feel like there's nowhere to go for the rest of the team on the other side just because there's no there's no space with all the length out there. So uh, Frank Nielakina certainly can bring a lot to this team. Again, the offense is not there. He hasn't had that as a calling card throughout his entire career, but that defense, when you need to go out there and you need a guy to get you a stop in the last three, four minutes of the ball game, that's your guy right there. Yeah, a lot of wingspan going to be on this team, and Frank is a big part of it. He has some very 
impressive dimensionals uh, in terms of, or, or measurements, I should say, uh, in terms of you know what he has to bring to the tailor and what he brings to the court as well. Uh, just it was an interesting thing to hear head coach Steve Clifford mention him in that regard, and I think he can impact more games than Dennis Smith Jr. Only because. Due to all the injuries, Dennis Smith Jr.'s best attributes, they come into play in those end-of-game situations that you talked about, and the Hornets just weren't in a lot of those. I think they'll be in more of them this year if they can keep that main group healthy. Speaking of which, that's a big key to the Hornets ending their playoff drop, making the top eight, which takes us to our next topic of discussion. Uh, Again, Hornets snapped their preseason drought at 10 losses with a 117-115 win over the Thunder. They're trying to end their postseason drought six straight seasons without making the playoffs this campaign as well. We think with this starting group plus a couple extra pieces mixed in from the bench, they can do it. But NBA.com's staff of writers, five of them, were pulled on where they think things will shake out in the Eastern Conference, and maybe not a shock, the Hornets didn't make a list. I, I don't begrudge anyone for not including Charlotte, because the Hornets haven't been there recently. They had a woeful season last year. People may have forgotten how good the team was two seasons ago, and uh, you know per- perhaps they just weren't thinking of Charlotte, but I think they should be. Uh, here's the list of teams that were just in the seventh or eighth spot. I'm not going to, you know who's in the top, you know, Boston and Milwaukee, they're going to be at the top a lot people's list. But these are the teams that were occupying spots seven or eight on the different staff writers list. There's Atlanta, the Hawks, obviously Trey Young, they've been in the postseason the last couple of years. The Brooklyn Nets retooling after selling off their big three, but they've got some big names over there as well. Chicago thought they had a big three. It hasn't quite come together, but they haven't disbanded it yet, so they still got some really big all-star level names. Can they put it together? Indiana was a little bit of a surprise to me. They're kind of in the same boat as Charlotte, but maybe people are assuming a little bit more is going to come from them in terms of a jump. Miami, who quite frankly I'm surprised to see there because of the run they went on the postseason, but they're included on one writer's list as a 7 or 8 seed. And then Toronto, another surprise to me since they gave, didn't give away, Fred Van Vliet left still have Pascal Siakam. It's an interesting selection there. So that's the list of teams. I don't see Charlotte that far off from that group of teams by any stretch. I think that's the competition for Buzz City, and I think they hang pretty favorably. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that's an interesting list. I mean, I kind of understand the argument with Miami, but I would imagine that maybe in the eyes of, of the Heat, that they got a little bit better this year. I know that they've lost some pieces in free agency, but anytime you're able to make a run to the NBA Finals, I mean, that experience is invaluable. And I know they're now starting to become a little bit of an older team. I mean, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, those guys aren't getting any younger, obviously. But, I mean, the Toronto one definitely surprises me. I know you got a guy in Pascal Siakam that's, you know, a multiple-time All-Star, but when you lose a guy like Fred Van Fleet, I mean... I feel like that hurts a good bit and I know they went out and they got Jalen McDaniels in free agency and that will help a decent amount and you have a new coach in there too so I just I don't understand Toronto they got pieces but I don't know if they have as many pieces as the Hornets do maybe that one is a little bit of a surprise to me everybody else I kind of understand Atlanta's kind of been up and down I think maybe with Quinn Snyder there having a full season it would be a little bit different this upcoming campaign but again time will tell but Hornets certainly should be in the mix for that 7-8 seed no question the one that's a big question mark to me aside from those is Indiana I get that you've got Tyrese Halliburton I get you still got Turner and some other really good pieces but a team that hasn't really performed well in the the preseason they've been down by 
decent margin at halftime of both games. I don't know exactly. I'm not watching every single preseason game, so I don't know what their finishing lineups are. Uh, but they're over so far in preseason. I think there's some questions there. And maybe more so, we're watching the Hornets every day, clearly. We're the Hornets podcast and all. But Charlotte's main group is playing really, really well. And that was one of the topics of conversation yesterday, post game with the Hornets' leading scorer after his 31-point onslaught against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We asked P.J. not just about his game, but how the starting group is playing as a whole. I feel really good. I mean, especially for me, our third preseason game, I feel like everybody's in a rhythm, everybody's locked in, and everybody's getting a, 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 a rhythm playing with each other. So uh, I'm super excited to uh, go into the regular season. Rob, it doesn't matter unless they can stay healthy and execute in the regular season, but I really do believe after three games of the starting group, even with some minor changes, Gordon Hayward comes out, Brandon Miller goes in, uh, I think that's a change that could be made at different times in the regular season when, whenever it's necessary. Uh, there are other players who I think could make a way or make waves in that main group. Frank Nilakina is one, mixing in either as a starter or as a, a major reserve. Cody Martin, if he returns from injury, there are others that can certainly have an impact here, But if that main group is playing well, I don't see any reason why this squad can't be catapulted in to that top eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you there. And a lot of it goes back to our first segment where we just talked about that continuity and how it just simply wasn't there last year because of all the injuries. So I'm with you there 100%. I know that it's a long season. It's a grind. Anything could happen. I mean, even teams at the top of the list, if you go back to like a New York or anybody, really, quite frankly, if they lose three of their best players, similar to what happened to the Hornets last year for an extended period of time, it doesn't matter what the team is or who they are or who's on that roster. If you lose three of your best guys, you're going to have a lot of problems trying to pick up wins in the NBA night in and night out. And that's something that Steve Clifford talked about yesterday before the game where I asked him about why do you feel the need to stretch players out? Why do you feel the need to see so much from the starters in the preseason when there's other teams out there that maybe don't have their starters out there for a prolonged period of time in the preseason? He's, I don't want to say, I mean, he go he go back to it and he basically said in a synopsis that there's going to be games that they cannot afford to lose. There's teams like Boston. There's Milwaukee. Those teams are guaranteed to go into playoffs, more or less. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think he meant it more in that way. Like, yeah. th- There are teams that can afford to take a night or two yeah. off, and they'll be okay. Yeah. The Hornets can't do that. Right, exactly. They can't do that, and that's basically what he said, and that's why he wants to see more run out of these guys. So, And again, I totally agree with him, too, because... We didn't see that last year. We didn't. We haven't seen that in Coach Clifford's system here in his second stint. We have not been able to see that extended run from some of these guys. So you need all the reps you can get. Hornets get the win over Oklahoma City. We'll see if they uh, make these writers from NBA.com regret their predictions. No one had Charlotte in their top eight, but the way that the Hornets are playing, I think the Hornets have ideas of their own on who will end up in the top eight in the Eastern Conference. One segment to go. Another publication put out a big list. ESPN's NBA rank. Who made the top 100? from the Hornets and who might be on the list next season. We talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. LaMelo, long three, on its way, it's good! Knocks it down from Concord. Hornets, they get a six-point game. Hornets with the win over Oklahoma City yesterday. A big win, their first win of preseason final score, 117-115. to 115. Another strong, strong performance from LaMelo Ball. A plus 21 in his limited compared to a normal game's minutes on the floor. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you. we got one segment left, and we talk, want to talk about something that LaMelo featured in. That is ESPN's annual NBA rank. They rank the top 100 players in the NBA. Charlotte only had one player on it. It was LaMelo Ball, the former All-Star. Rob, you have told me you have not taken a look at this yet. Last season, he was number 41, clearly an injury-plague campaign. Where do you think he rated on this preseason's top 100 from ESPN? Well, before you told me 41, I had him a lot higher. I was going to say maybe like 25 or something. But if he was at 41 last year because of the way the season went, just because of all the injuries, I feel like the national landscape doesn't take that into account. So I'm going to say... Let's just say maybe 36. Let's say he moved up five spots. He actually moved down. He went oh, backwards course. to 48. And, and I'm not mad at it. I think a lot of this is reactionary to the year before. And even though injuries, you don't assume they're going to happen again, it, it limited what you could see from LaMelo Ball. So I'm not crushed that they didn't move him up from 41 or, or even keep him at number 41. I do think, and, and quite frankly, to their credit, ESPN said they think he will be higher on this list next year with a healthier campaign and a better cast, a healthier cast, I should say, around him. A couple interesting points directly ahead of LaMelo Ball, number 47 on their list, Victor Wembanyama. Very interesting that the Spurs rookie is already up there. Other names, some big ones, Chris Middleton, Julius Randle, C.J. McCollum, James Harden, Tyree, uh, were, were all directly ahead of LaMelo and, I guess, Victor Wembanyama on this list. Those are guys who have been to multiple All-Star games in their career. Actually, C.J. hasn't, but he's been a, a pretty solid player, obviously, in the NBA for a long, long time. Uh, so interesting guys that were there. But that's not why I wanted to bring this up. I'm not mad at the ESPN rankings for not having more Hornets there. I'm not mad at them for dropping LaMelo. He's still in the top 50. They admit they think he will far exceed that ranking. That's just where he is going into the season. I'm not mad about it. I'm thinking to the future. I want to know from you, Rob, Who's the Hornet that, 
at the end of this season, when we fast forward to coming into next season, will be in the top 100. There's a lot of guys to choose from. But who do you think will be valued as a top 100 player come next season? Well, I don't know how you're not mad because I'm fuming because <laughs> and, and I'm not I'm not mad that Lamelo moved down or if he's at what did you say 48 now 48. I'm not mad at that. I'm mad that they put Victor Wembanyama one spot ahead of him when the guy hasn't even played a regular season NBA game. And I know there's a lot of hype and he looks great in the preseason. He had 20 points the other night. He's probably going to change the game. I get that. I understand that. But you don't put him in front of a guy that was Rookie of the Year a couple of seasons ago and was one of the youngest All-Stars in NBA history. You just don't do that. Like You, that's, want, you want to be really mad? Oh, boy. Oh, let's hear it. Scoot Henderson, 78. Stop. Well, well okay. 70, like, if you want to put him in like the lower quarter, if you want to put him between like 75 and 100, that's fine. I don't mind that at all. But I, and I, To be I fair, I think some of the reasons Scoot Henderson, 78, and Wembenyama's on the list ahead of LaMelo and Brandon Miller is not is there's no one in front of Scoot Henderson to keep him from taking as many shots no, as he wants No, he's the man Portland. now in Portland now that Dame's gone. Yeah, so, Anthony Simons that. is there, but Scoot's got to pass him the ball. He'll have yeah, the Scoot's ball in his look, hands a lot. Yeah. Victor Wembenyama is the man for the Spurs. Brandon Miller is not going to have the same role here for the Hornets, although I think he has very much a chance of ending up being the best player in this class has a chance Victor Wembanyama is an otherworldly type of talent but that's how good Brandon Miller is but nevertheless maybe he's your guy for next year who do you think on the Hornets could end up in the top 100 next season yeah Brandon Miller I mean 100% because if you're gonna view it whoever made this list if you're gonna put Victor Wembanyama in the top 50 if you're gonna put Scoo Henderson at 78 and if Brandon Miller just has a very solid rookie campaign he doesn't have to go out and win rookie of the year he doesn't have to go out and average 20 points or anything like that if he's just a solid player and the Hornets make the playoffs and he is he makes an impact then you got to put him on that list I don't make the rules I'm just enforcing them at this point because these are the parameters that whoever made this list made so yeah I'm gonna say Brandon Miller 100% and good argument for that you look at who's number 95 on the list this year it's Jalen Williams of the Thunder not the one that played the one that who didn't finished play. third in rookie of the year he was third in rookie of the year and a very solid rookie he was available a lot played 75 games 14 points per game solid not always spectacular but solid constant contributions 35% from three not top five in the NBA but solid, right around or a little ahead of the league average. That's what you want to see from a rookie. If the Hornets get that from Brandon Miller with the kind of talent he has, absolutely I think he can end up on this list. My pick, since we're going to have Rob Rules in effect for this one, I'm going to say Mark Williams. You look at the last two guys in the top 100 for this year from ESPN, Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks and Jonas Valanciunas from the Pelicans. Both are very good centers. They're not quite all-star quality, but they're very good, solid contributors. Mitchell Robinson with his rim defense, he's a 7.9 rebound per game. I think Mark Williams can get that on accident most nights. And then you got Jonas Valanciunas, who's been a real thorn in the Hornets' side for a long time. 14 points, 10 rebounds last year. Think to what Mark Williams did as a starter. Small sample size, but as a starter in his rookie season, 11.6 points and 9.8 rebounds per game. So he was almost averaging Jonas Valanciunas numbers last year. He averaged better than Mitchell Robinson last year. So I love the Brandon Miller pick, but I think Mark Williams is going to end up on the top 100 list come next season. So when the Hornets take on the Pelicans this year, Mark Williams, Jonas Valanciunas, whoever wins those two head-to-heads, 
gets that spot in the next in the top 100 next year. Well, I don't make the rules. If you're working for ESPN, I'm going to be very sad because we kind of need you around here. I don't know what would happen <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't be writing podcast uh, banter at ESPN. I would hope not. So. Well, we, we, if I do, then I would just do it to just tick you off. See, so. normally I would say we need it because we have a daily podcast here, but you actually get a couple of days off now because we're going to take a couple of days. We'll have our next podcast on Thursday for the game preview for Hornets versus Celtics, the final game of preseason play for Charlotte. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. Tip-off 7 p.m. And then uh, it'll be another little bit of a layoff until we have the opener of the regular season, October 25th, against the Atlanta Hawks. The regular season, it's now less than 10 days away. Hard to believe that it's already here, but excited for it. Not excited for daily podcast fodder, but uh, excited for everything else that comes with it. Your, your nightmare is about to come true, but we uh, we can't wait. season. We can't wait to bring it to all of you. The season is almost here. Hornets got a win in preseason play, a 117-115 to 115 victory over the Thunder, and uh, now they're they're looking to hopefully make some NBA.com writers feel a little silly for not including the Hornets, and uh, maybe by the season's end, put a couple extra names on that ESPN Top 100 list. That would be nice. That's going to do it for us here on the HHC. Again, we'll take the next couple of days off. We invite you to tune in on Thursday. We'll have our next game preview for Hornets versus Celtics. Till then, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. We'll talk to you again next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.